You are Locked On the NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. How is everyone this wonderful Friday evening, night, Saturday morning, Saturday, whatever you're doing this fine weekend? Uh, we are brought to you by Vivid Seats. I'll tell you about them. They just came through huge for me last night. And we are also brought to you by MyBookie. And as we do every Friday, I pull up. I go to MyBookie. Here I am, MyBookie.ag. Pull it up. I'm looking at my account as we speak. And I am going to pick every game straight up and against the spread. So, we will start with the Titans, supposedly at San Diego, or L.A., um, that game's in London, though, so there is no home team. Much is the case for all Chargers home games. <laughs> funny, funny. Uh, the Titans are getting seven. And this one's a little sneaky to me. Like, I think you look at the Titans and be like, man, they're playing bad. Mariota looks bad. Offense can't do anything. Just got sacked 11 times. You know, the, the offensive line can't do a thing. Corey Davis is probably going to get a lot of Casey Hayward. And yeah, I mean, those things are all true. Chargers are rolling. They're ready to take over. They just destroyed the Browns. This is a great team. I've been saying all those things too. But part of me is just going, how do the Chargers handle success? And it's in a foreign land. The Titans' D is pretty darn good. So I think San Diego wins this game, but I bet it's a little closer than 7. Like 24-20, something along those lines. And, you know, when when a team, like, gets embarrassed like Tennessee, that has more talent than that performance would indicate, it makes you think that they usually rebound the next week. And, you know, is Mariota going to get sacked a ton again this week? Probably not. I mean, this is not how the NFL works. So that's my take on that one. Interesting one here. The Patriots are three and a half point favorites in Chicago. And I've told you a lot this week about how I'm not believing what I saw from that Chicago D in Miami. I'm, I'm It's an anomaly. I'm erasing it. It's not who this D is. But Khalil Max is 100%. I mean, that's noteworthy. And I really think that Patriot offense is humming and back to where it needs to be with a diversified attack. Michelle should get a lot of carries. It might be tough sledding, but they can stick with the run game. Brady's, you know, looks great in distributing the ball. I think Gronkowski's ready to break out in the second half of the season. But I also look at a guy like Tariq Cohen and think, boy, he's going to have a great day against those Patriot linebackers. Trubisky's playing much better the last two weeks, but I bet Belichick makes things a little harder on him. Allen Robinson's questionable, but he would probably get Stephon Gilmore. Um, I'm a big believer lately now in Taylor Gabriel. He's kind of their Tyreek Hill. And Trey Burton's playing pretty well, and I like Miller. Um, But I think New England's just much better. I think their offense... I'm not saying it's better than the Bears' D, but I think it does pretty much, and it does pretty well in both facets. I also think that Belichick throws a thing or two at Trubisky and, you know, who's going to win the turnover battle, the Bears or the Patriots? I think the Patriots. So 
I'll give you three and a half, and I'll take New England. Also a three and a half spread. The Browns are getting three and a half in Tampa. They just traded Carlos Hyde today for fifth round pick. That seems so low. Um, especially for a guy you just signed and looks good. So nice pickup for the Jags. Not exactly a ringing endorsement for Fournette. Exactly a ringing endorsement for Chubb to be the main guy for the Browns. I also think Duke Johnson's role will expand. But they're a little light on receivers. Gerald McCoy's not playing. That's big for this game. But I don't know... Are the Browns equipped to win a shootout on the road? I don't really think so. I think Tampa wins this game. I think Winston, yeah, maybe he throws a pick or you know does a boneheaded thing here or there or whatever. But I also think that he has a big numeric game. Uh, I don't know if they run the ball much, but like Ward will probably be on Evans. But is that's a tough test for an undersized rookie corner who's playing great. I think the Bucks put up like 30 like 30, 20, something in that neighborhood. Um, you know, Baker's on 100%. Cleveland's starting to come back to earth a little bit. So that's what I got there. I'm going to take the box and I'll give you the points. I mentioned that our friends at Vivid Seats took care of me. And last night, me and two buds went and saw Metallica um, here in Pittsburgh. Great show. We had a blast. And I got my seats through Vivid Seats. And generally, you know, in a podcast like this, you'd talk about, you know, go see your local sports team, go check out the NFL. And that's absolutely true. Of course, you could do that. I mean, I'm going to use them for Penn's hockey tickets here for sure in the coming weeks. Um, but they also do concerts. They also do stand up. You can get on all sorts of things. So Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans with live entertainment, with experiences that last a lifetime like I just went with, through last night with Metallica. With Vivid Seats, listeners can watch their favorite teams and artists perform in person. Vivid Seats helps fans find their seats to any of their favorite live events, including sports, concerts, theater, and more, as I mentioned. Vivid Seats offers great prices and an easy purchasing experience. With the podcast code LOCKED ON, all in word, all caps, you guys get 20 bucks off orders of $200 or more if you're a first time customer of Vivid Seats. So go to the App Store, go to Google Play. Download the Vivid Seats app. That's the only way I do it. It's very easy. Enter our promo code LOCKED ON, all one word, all caps. You get 20 bucks off an order of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. So that's hard to argue with. And of course, all Vivid Seats orders are confirmed or backed by a 100% guarantee, of course. Let's get back at it here. Detroit is going to Miami. Once again, it's supposed to be very hot, very humid. An AFC or the NFC North team going down there worries me. I don't like the Lions D at all. I mean, again, I mean, it's a heck of a lot worse than the Bears. We saw how that treated them. I could certainly see some big plays by these fast Miami receivers, and I think the Gore Drake combination will run the ball pretty successfully. And But I also look at Miami's D and think, hmm, they're going to have their hands full. Like, where does Howard match up? I would put him on Galladay. I bet he ends up on Jones. And their second corner situation is a disaster. I mean, it's a real problem. And, you know, the Lions three receivers are more or less kind of the same. So that's a bad matchup for Miami that way. I think the Lions offensive line should have some success. But I'm going to take the home team. I think that heat humidity thing is real. I just really do. And you're going to give me three at home. 
I'll take Miami like 21-20, something like that. Maybe a little more points than that. Carolina travels to Philly. Eagles are five and a half point favorites. Their secondary is not playing well. They got tackle injuries as well. That seems like a lot of points to me right off the top of my head. You know, I mean, Carolina, I know, didn't play great last week, but I don't think all of a sudden I'm worried about them. You know, their front seven's quite good. I think that Keekly and Davis and those guys can keep Ertz somewhat under wraps. You know, Bradbury will be on Alshon, and those matchups still favor the Eagles, but will the Eagles run on Carolina? Yeah. I mean, I don't know that it'll be easy sledding at all for this Eagles offense. Panthers, though, can they protect? That would be my big concern. But I would think a lot of McCaffrey. I mean, I think Funches, guys like that have a big day. You know, Olsen in the middle of the field. So I like the Eagles to win this game. I do think they're the superior team and they're at home. But five and a half is too big a number for me. I think this is a real close game. You know, 30-27, 27-24, 24-23, something like that. A real good football game. This one doesn't really profile as a great football game, but the Bills are getting seven and a half in Indy. Looks like T.Y. Hilton is back. He will see a lot of Tredavious White, though. I think Hilton's in for a massive second half of the season, but this isn't his day. And I rip on the Bills a lot, but their pass defense is pretty darn good. And they run well on defense. And the Colts don't run on anybody, which, you know, and... I know the Bills are now starting Anderson, and boy, I like his chances to turn the ball over. But Luck isn't exactly Mr. Conservative with the ball either. Should the Colts be favored by 7.5 against anyone? In my opinion, no. And I think the Bills' D, I know the Bills' D is starting to really grow on me. Their linebackers in particular, too, are a, a nice group there. Milano and, and Edmonds. Um, so I'm going to take the Colts to win. But not by seven and a half. Indy's not a very good team, man. I mean, so I got like 2017, something like that. Close game. I mean, these guys are pretty close to being equal, in my opinion. Bengals are getting seven in KC. Big game for the Bengals. They need to rebound. Um, Going to be a tough test, that's for sure. Though I, I heard football outsiders talking today that Kansas City's special teams through six weeks are like the best they've ever, ever ranked them. I put a lot of stock in that with football outsiders. Their defense is obviously terrible. And the Bengals, to me, are going to have to do two things in this game. They're going to have to lean, lean, lean on Mixon. And, like, he looked great against the Steelers, and then they get away from it at the end of the game. Like, I, I see that happen too much with Cincinnati, and I don't understand it. Um, and then the other thing, and this isn't exactly a Marvin Lewis strength either, is he needs to be aggressive. I mean, when in doubt, go for it on fourth. When in doubt... Don't kick the short. Don't kick the field goal when you're near the goal line. You know, that's not going to win this game in Kansas City, you know, against Andy Reid. I mean, and the Bengals have a fair amount of injuries right now. Um, I think the Chiefs win. But by seven, you know, they don't look like exactly the same juggernaut as they did earlier. I think that's a pretty good line. But I'm going to go with it. I'll, I'll, I'll give you seven just because it's in Kansas City. Tough place to play for sure. And I don't really trust Marvin Lewis to do those things that I just said he needs to do. Um, you know, I mean, I told you we're brought to you by my bookie. And since I've been starting podcasting, which has been a very long time now, 
Everyone's always asking me for advice. It's exactly what you're doing right now. You're listening to our Friday show to get my takes on these games. You know, short take on these games. If you want to get a more in-depth take, go check out Locked On Bills, Locked On Colts, you know, whatever it is you like. And they'll talk about it, break it down way more in-depth. But what you got to do is you got to check out my bookie. I mean, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, they're definitely your best bet this season. I would only recommend a service that my listeners, to my listeners, to all of you that have been great to me, and my bookie has. You know, you win, they pay. They have in-game live betting. I told you I love that. Over/unders on fantasy points scored, which I've done pretty well on, to be honest with you. And the most rewarding player perks in the business. But as I mentioned, it's a great service, and they are so slammed with new betters right now. They want to help you by if you help them. So. If you can deposit after 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern, they throw in an extra 25 bucks for free. You know, on any deposit over 100 bucks, of course they match that dollar for dollar as they always do. But if you wait till after 7, they throw in 25 free bucks on top. And the only way you, have, you can make that happen, though, is use our promo code LOCKEDON25, as in LOCKEDON25. That, that activates that offer. So, I mean, it seems like money in the bank to me. Wait, you know, have dinner, relax, go... You know, make a deposit, listen to this podcast, and make some picks. Um, again, save 25 free bucks by using that Locked On 25 uh, promo code. So you play, you win, you get paid. All right. Now, next up on the horizon here is Vikings at Jets. Vikes minus four. I think Minnesota blows their doors off. I mean... The Jets are, I really like how Darnold's playing. Okay, we'll say something good first. But the Jets are really banged up at wide receiver against a very good secondary. And in their secondary, against the best probably pair of receivers in the league. And slot receivers are destroying the Jets. Well, you know who mostly plays a slot for the Vikes? Adam Thielen, who goes for 100 yards every week. I mean, I write some fantasy stuff for ClaytonFootball.com, and I said Thielen should be the top-ranked fantasy wide receiver this entire week. I think he goes ballistic. It's very frustrating to me that we still haven't, you know, that Dalvin Cook's going to be out again for this one. But I don't think they'll need to. I think this would be a pass-heavy game plan to begin with, and I trust Cousins in those type of situations. I just think the Jets are really undermanned, and for only four points... That Vikes D is pretty good, and where's the where's the production going to come from from the Jets' offense? Um, I don't think they'll run on Minnesota all that well, so I'll gladly give you four in New York. This game, I don't know how to take. Houston is getting four and a half in Jacksonville, and this sounds terrible, but I think it's a coin flip if Deshaun Watson finishes this game. I mean, he's got like all sorts of torso injuries. That line's so bad. Jacksonville's D is a proud unit, like I talked about with the Bears, and just got embarrassed. Like, I think he's going to be running for his life the whole time. And even if Hopkins gets the better of Bouye or more likely Jalen Ramsey, he's not going to dominate them. You know, you can attack the, the Jags from the slot, and Kiki QT might, you know, nickel and dime him to death or have a big play here and there. Jacksonville's traded for Hyde. He's not playing. You know, where does the offense come from Jacksonville? That's my dilemma here. I was talking about this game with somebody else, and I said, I'll take the over on sacks. 
You know, I mean, is Jacksonville going to get Watt and Clowney blocked up? I don't think. Are the Houston's going to, the Texans going to get the Jags defensive front locked up? No. I mean, I know that. So I think this is a very low scoring game, which you don't see very often in the NFL. Um, I think Jacksonville wins, but not by four and a half. I mean, I really think this could be 13-10, you know. It could be field goal fest. So um, I'll take the Jags, but with that many points, I'll take the dog. This one's interesting, too. The Saints go to Baltimore. Really tough place to play. Plus two. Saints are getting two. Um, coming off their bye. I think this is a big Kamara day. Like, Michael Thomas is going to have a tough go of it. Uh, really good secondary. Really good defense. But it's also a very confusing defense. And I don't think Drew Brees is going to be confused. You know, like, I think he's going to see what he, you know, knows what he sees and trust it and figure out how to attack it. And Peyton will figure that out, too. I don't think it's a big Ingram game. You know, I think it's a lot of short passing to Kamara. Dump it out. Let him be a stud. He should be super fresh. Um, on the other side of the ball, the Saints rush the pass are okay. I mean, I think Flacco could get hit here a little bit more than people think. I would think Lattimore ends up on Crabtree. I'm expecting a big play or two from John Brown, starting him in fantasy this week, thinking that he may hit big. Um, but And they may run pretty well. I think the Saints are the better team, though. It doesn't quite qualify as an upset special. But I think it's going to be a really good football game. I'm really excited to watch this one. It's a 4 o'clocker. I'll take the Saints to win barely. And if you're going to give me two, yeah, I'll take that. I mean, this could come down to one of these two kickers hitting at the end, which, of course, that always favors Tucker. I mean, it certainly does. Another close game, I think, in the making here is Dallas at Washington. Dallas is getting a point and a half. I think these are two pretty good defenses, and I know Dallas has a very good defense. Will Elliott run? Will Garrett use... Prescott as a runner, as he should. I'm hoping, you know, I would think that that line and that combination of running should shorten the game dramatically. Dallas's D, make sure it doesn't get out of control. But they got, they got little in the passing game. I mean, that scares me. I think this is a very equal game, though. So, I guess Vegas agrees with me, giving me one and a half if I'm taking Dallas. So, I will. I don't have a great feeling on who wins it, though. I'm going to say Washington wins it. I think Washington's better than we think, too. You know, like, yeah, I'm going to change my tune there. I mean, I, I, I think Washington wins this game. I'll give you a point and a half. I think they're the more well-rounded team at home playing pretty decent football. And I did that power ranks earlier in the week, and I kind of wish I would have put them a little bit higher. Top of the power ranks. Oh, wow, Williams, you're good with these segues. Totally just flying by night here, too. Rams are getting, Rams are giving eight and a half in San Francisco. Um, I'll give you eight and a half. Uh, to me, the Niners can keep this close if Shanahan runs all over the Rams. Shanahan can definitely do that against anybody. You know, even without great backs, that scheme is brutal. And I think the Niners' offense is pretty decent. I like the way Beathard plays. I love Kittle. I like Goodwin. But I think Phillips is going to be smart enough, too, that maybe we'll change our style on defense if we're the Rams and think run first, actually. You know, like, we don't need 100 sacks. You know, let's stack the box a little bit and know how San Francisco is going to play it. And I think that may end up being somewhat of a draw, but I'm betting the Niners, well, Beathard, 
turn it over a couple times. I bet there's five or six big plays by the Rams. You know, does Aaron Donald have two sacks and you know, strip sack, a pick or something like that? You know, I think that there will be big plays by the Rams, although the Niners might move the ball. But the other side of the ball is just a disaster. Like, the Niners' D is troubling right now. And, you know, I know Cooper Cup's not there, but as long as you don't throw that much at Sherman, you can pick apart that secondary. I don't love their pass rush. Gurley, I think, feasts. I mean, I think the Rams score a lot of points here, and I can't envision the Niners keeping up. I'll gladly give you the the, the points there. Actually, it was eight. It was nine and a half. I misread it. It was not eight and a half. It's nine and a half. Still, it doesn't change my mind. Another, what I think will be a high-scoring game is Giants at Atlanta. Atlanta's a four-point favorite. Uh, we probably won't get Sanu. Ridley's a little banged up, too. You'll get Julio on Jenkins. Doesn't scare me. I think Julio still goes off. Um, you might probably get Ridley on Apple. Doesn't really scare me. I think Hooper has a big day. Uh, no more Devontae Freeman, but I think that they'll have some success on the ground. I think Matt Ryan puts up a big day. Um, I also think that the Giants, and I have much less faith because of Eli, but you get Evan Ingram back. That Ingram, Shepard, Barkley, Beckham combination really seems like a problem to me against banged up linebackers and safeties and corners that are getting exposed and a Falcons team that doesn't rush the passer well at all. But I don't trust the Giants to keep up. You know, I think that they will have moments, but I think that they're, I don't say they're dysfunctional, but there's things going wrong in New York, that's for sure. Starting at the quarterback position, I'll give you four, and I think there'll be a lot of points. I mean, I think that's a start your fantasy guys type of game, including Ingram. You know, I think Barkley catches, Barkley might catch 15 passes in this game. I mean, that's all Eli does is check it down to him. Um, so there you go. That's today's, that's the week seven slate. All right. Over and out. Take care. We will see you.